0: Week. All right, All um, right. Unfortunately, we're not going to have as much time as we usually have. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. This is episode five of The Glory in Our Stories. Uh, today, I have the honor and privilege of interviewing, I think, one of the busiest men in Augusta. <laughs> I'm surprised I actually got an opportunity to have him for at least 30 minutes. But uh, I just wanted to start off saying that just to set this off i I've been in the gym for the past couple of weeks, and every time I look around, there's some young kid sporting this black shirt uh, with this uh, specific logo on it I've seen it on Facebook I've seen it on Instagram, and um, I, I always think I said this these kids are representing a brand, and it's not just any brand it's a local brand and um it's a brand um, founded and created by one of the, the coolest young men I've ever had the pleasure of meeting, um, <laughs> Coach Chris Robinson. Um, this brand is uh, t- called uh, Overtime Academy, and the name speaks for itself, uh, the idea of overtime. Mm-hmm. And, man, I've, I've, I've known you a couple of years, um, read your, your bio, yeah. Concerning the website, and that's, that's exactly what, in a nutshell, that's a perfect word yeah. to describe your work ethic. Um, if, I, if you can, I know we got a limited amount of time, but what, what is Chris Robinson? What, and who is Chris Robinson okay. in reference to what you've been through, where you are now, yeah. and how you look at the game of basketball? Right, so I can first thank you for having me on the
1: episode. Yeah, no it's problem. It's an honor, uh, always an honor to be on a show and to have a, a to be on a show with a brother. Uh, at that, someone I consider a close friend. Um, so, who is Chris Robinson? <sighs> um, I want to say overachiever uh, is probably the the best word I can think of now. From the basketball standpoint, you know, I started late, eleven. Um, mm-hmm. Most kids start at Sit five, six, seven. Um, and I was terrible. Right? I have no idea why I loved it either. I was not good. I was running with the ball, whistles <laughs> blowing. And you know, you got middle schoolers out there like, what is this cat doing? Yeah. Um, but I loved it. So I, uh, I kept pursuing it. Um, did make my middle school team, didn't deter me again for whatever reason. Um, high school finally made the JV team and, uh, had a subpar at best. Maybe I was the last guy off the bench. Really, if I'm honest. Um, and I asked the coach that year, and this is a, a defining moment for me. I asked the coach that year, what will it take for me to make varsity mm-hmm. and uh, to play in college? And his answer um, had motivated me for some time. He said, uh, I'm only going to let you on the varsity team because you're good at cross country. And he was a cross country coach. So he wanted me to stay running cross country. Mm-hmm. Kind of the carrot was you play on the basketball team if you do that for me. The second answer to the question I asked, What does it take to play in college? He said you'll never play college basketball. Boom. <laughs> um, wow, that's you know, it's, it's it was a little disheartening. I talked to my dad, he said, Do you really want to do it? Do you want to play college basketball? I said, Yeah. yeah. Naive too. Not knowing what it took to play college basketball. He said, Okay, uh so let's look for another opportunity. I transferred out Went to another small school here, um, and from there my confidence started going up, and so did my game. Um, through kind of where overtime academy comes into play by putting in a ton of work. Yeah. Um, that there is no um, easy easy way to to making something happen, and for me to play college basketball, it, it took countless hours. Waking up at 5 a.m. Um, playing pickup. In the morning, then coming back to the gym in the afternoon to get a lift in and get some shots up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I maybe had prize that day, too. Uh, the other thing, though, was to work smart. My dad is so so wise and analytical that he developed strategies for me to improve quickly. And I like to do that for my players, too, with Overtime Academy. Now Transitioning um, from there and, and helping my players uh, put the work in. So I'm there to motivate them, to help them do that. But how do you work? How you work matters so much, almost more than how often you're in there. Uh, If you can be strategic with the movements you're using, uh, the techniques, it it just makes a huge difference. Um, So I got to play college basketball. It's still a rocky road. Nothing's been (laughs) easy about my basketball career. Uh, And now, um, after three and a half years in the marketing world, I had the chance to go full time with my passion, basketball training, and have been doing it for
0: seven months yeah, seven months, full-time. That's what's up. Man. Um, now, going along with your your passion and your, your, your drive, your consistency. Yeah. I was recently watching um, this a small, small video on one of the best. They characterize him as the best shooter of all time. Who is this? Ray Allen okay a So debate yeah. okay okay. <laughs> okay and they kept and they said that and I was like mm, I know that's debatable yeah but what I did admire and he's along with because I have a list of three players that I really like They can they're it's that persistence that just no matter what this is what I have to do in order to sharpen and master my craft yeah and they've been consistent throughout their career now they've one of them, you can say that he's, he's put, he's, he has a, just, he completes just as much as he does not Right. But he's still a dynamic player. Right. Those three players were Ray Allen, Tom Duncan, and Kobe Bryant. Hmm. Now, when I was watching the little documentary on Ray Allen, one thing I admired and reminded me of you is every time, as you know, he's fully dedicated to yeah. mastering what he does putting himself in a situation so when it comes down to it, he can make the bucket. Right. And he used to say he'd be in the gym for hours. He called it a, an obsession. Yeah. Because he would be shooting when all his teammates would be out, partying, doing whatever. And he was like, it's not that I didn't like that or had anything against it. I knew right. that if I wanted to be at my best, I needed to do my best and be shooting like, executively. I mean well, consecutively, during those times where I could be doing something else. Right, right, right. And right. I was reading that you were saying that um, you knew that in order for you to do well, you needed to, you needed to work harder. Yeah. And the concept of focusing on fundamentals. Yeah. And I realized that as a player, if you can't do that, everything else is
1: obsolete. Uh, that's so true i think it um it applies in life too and that's that's partially why i love basketball what it's showed me about life Mm -hmm. but if you're a player um a lot of times you'll see these fancy moves on on instagram or facebook or youtube and you will think that's what i need to do yeah the truth is when you master you perfect the fundamentals and you mentioned three guys who did exactly that uh tim duncan kobe and ray allen uh you're you're able to do some extraordinary things um and with the, the perseverance going through the, the most difficult times, the times where it gets monotonous, yeah. that's where we like to stop, where we're, we're bored. We don't find what intrigues us anymore. We don't know that our why, uh, so to speak. Um, when you push through that period, you kind of find this next, next level of expertise or performance. And mm-hmm. I've even found that as a trainer. When I went full-time and really dove, into becoming great at teaching, studying mastery—like what are other people doing to make be to develop masters or to de- develop people who are just exceptional, whatever they they partake in—I mm-hmm. became a better trainer. And you know, there's a business side to what I do, but what matters most is the results I produce. And um, by just spending more time with my own craft, I got so much better, and, and it's just insane. Uh, it's not the the big spectacular things that make the biggest difference is the foundation the fundamentals
0: yeah now you say you apply that to life as well how yeah. would you say that this is intertwined with you being a husband right and being a recently over the last almost last year a father a yeah. dad now how how does that coincide with everything that you encompass as far as your life right and applying that to your own your own principles um
1: from a it's tough to say specifically the husband and the father side as much as who I am as an individual how how those principles of um pushing through failure or fear or specific challenges um made me a better person by becoming a better person it made me a better husband mm-hmm. and father if that makes sense yeah so um would be an example um I knew I had to work hard at basketball because I was so far behind so just kind of what I had to do Mm -hmm. uh now that I'm doing running my own business I have to work hard in my business or I don't make the money necessary to feed my wife and son yeah that kind of motivation that keeps you going and that's Mm -hmm. partially why I've gotten so much better at my craft because I had to um it's also pushed me far outside my comfort zone. So something I found out recently is that I have social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get anxious quite a bit. I had a meeting today. I was a little bit anxious. Group workouts, I get a little anxious, and uh, I didn't know that. Um, so coming coming to that grips or grasp with that, I realize how often I have to put myself in positions where I'm uncomfortable because if I don't, I will not succeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, my hopes that when that draws along, when that goes along with being a husband and and father, I hope it inspires my wife, who I think does wonderful, amazing things. And she pushes herself as an individual, pushes me. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it inspires her to go outside her comfort zone. And my son sees his parents pursuing things that they're passionate about, but not just because they think they're cool or they're fun, but they're going wholeheartedly and turning passions from, or turning something that was a dream into something tangible. Um, In my case, if basketball training is my passion, that's what I want to do full-time. It's got to also feed my family full-time. And so I, I pray that it would be inspiring for him and, um, and hopefully allow him to pursue things he's most interested in, regardless of what society says. This is the path you should take, mm-hmm.
0: uh, the easiest path, yeah. so to speak. I, when I was going to school, a lot of my professors, they were saying, pers- uh, persuading their students to attend, uh, pursue teaching, mm-hmm. uh, specifically. Yeah. so they say well you do this once you finish all your requirements you go get your masters I know some schools you can go to and then you go straight into the literature department and then you pursue education Right. but that's not what I wanted to do so yeah. I didn't want to put myself in a position where I wasn't passionate about it and yeah. that's one thing I learned about my mom is that do not put yourself in a situation where you have the opportunity to do something well because and you don't have yeah. a, a burning desire for it mm-hmm. because the people that are receiving that which you are able to give to, yeah. they won't get the full benefit. Right. So you're depriving them of an opportunity, mm-hmm. not just yourself. And as a writer, I realized that I want to pursue something that I know is not only going to benefit other people but help me grow. And it's right. the concept of stretching, chiseling away parts of you and actually putting yourself in a position where it challenges you to be a lot better and a lot stronger, yeah, and you realize as you get older, you know what I don't want anything less than that, right, because I won't be the best that I am, right right, and I won't right I bring right. out the best that I'm capable of being, so I totally relate to that, and i a lot of people assume that you have to be in certain positions to fully understand that, but the the concept of growing, yes, is very, very necessary, yeah, and stepping outside <laughs> those comfort zones it's because I, I realize, I guess with me, when I get around a large, large group of people, I'm always taking things in objectively hmm. before I decide to jump into it. Now, a lot of people who can actually break that barrier yeah. and jump right into the situation. But for me, I have to examine it. And it probably won't be until maybe the second or third try i like, you know what? I know where I fit in. I interject at this point. Right. But I know when I get around a lot of people myself, I... I shy away from becoming more involved. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm more analytical at that point because I'm trying to figure out what's there about, because um, the, you found out a lot about people in the like first five minutes. Yeah, and absolutely. You, and you know what pockets to slip into. But I've learned that through my writing, just like through uh, your work ethic and what you love, you're able to apply it to other aspects of your life. Yeah. And when you're able to put all that together, it makes what you do a lot more enjoyable because you're getting so much out of it. And I'm certain that with every session, with everything that you study, with everything that you apply, you're learning something new. Yeah. You're like, dang, man, now I can add this to my repertoire. So it's, I know it's a, a growing process that just opens so many doors and many opportunities and exposes you to things that you didn't, especially about yourself, that you didn't know before. Right. I, I completely agree, and if you don't mind, I want to take a
1: jump back when you're talking about your professors telling you, here's the path, like yeah. going to teaching. I, I don't fault the professors or for people who say that because it's the clearest path towards success. Yeah. And when we decide to do something like, who says I'm going to be a basketball trainer? Now there's a lot more people saying it, mm-hmm. but the amount of people who are going to actually make it is different from the people who say they're going to, they're going to embark on that journey and it makes me think whenever we want to do something different from the norm, we have to be ready to go through some crap. Because it's like, it's great. Now I have my own facility that I get to work out of. Yeah. Like, that's a huge blessing. Before that point, though, I was gym hopping. And I was going like, to work my tail off. Uh, to make sure I got as many sessions in I, as I could with my kids. I was driving all around town, spent thousands of dollars, like thousands of dollars in gas mm. uh, the last half of last year. And that's just what it was going to take. Um, not you know, not knowing uh, how much I was going to make each week to week for a time. And going through that, that stuff, I think that's what people are, aren't necessarily willing to do when it comes to I'm passionate about that, I want to go on this road. Are you going to do what it takes to go the untraveled path? Yeah. You know, and it, if you can't, like, honestly, like, we go with this, like, there's a ton of prayer for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I found myself going to God like he was a genie for some time, but now more so being thankful for the situations he puts me in. Um, without that and an amazing wife and group of friends who are encouraging, encouraging you as well in that, uh, always being willing to comment on a post and just show that love. Oh, yeah! Man. it's 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 really tough to make it, but it starts with you. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be the one putting that work in every day, putting yourself out there. I say the word too, putting yourself out there through yeah. the fear because I am scared every day I get scared at least once. Like, that's <laughs> God honest truth. Like, are we going to make it? Is this going to make it? And it's thriving. I'm getting new clients weekly, yeah. and I'm still like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> And I hope I'm. I hope I can uh, find comfort and not just be complacent, but comfort in where I am. But
0: man, it's it's real. Yeah, and a lot of people in your position, they'd be, um, wouldn't be quick to to be optimistic about it. They would <laughs> be like, man, I don't. But that's 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 the joy of living, and yeah. that is the joy of being <laughs> aware of what God does. Yeah. Is when you get to that point where you're like, I'm I'm not in total control. Mm. So I'm just whatever you have fit do it, and he, obviously he's going to give you that which he knows you can handle. Absolutely. And I guess that's that's the beautiful thing about centering in on your God-given ability. It's not just basketball. It's just who and what you are. Yeah. And it is through your training. It is through um, your marriage. It is through your parenting. Your, your parental role that you're able to say, adapt, adopt to this, this, this um, overall desire to just not want to say perfect, but do the very best you can. Absolutely. And it's so easy to look at something, but nobody pays attention to the process. <laughs> oh, that's keep trigger word, process, And, it, and process. And it's, and, and it's, man, like athletes, I, I give them props because when you see them on the field, that's the end product. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't pay attention to the time that you have to rejuvenate, the time of the training, and yes. weightlifting and the eating, and the running, and the scheduling. Like, there's so many aspects to, yes. to the, the game. And whatever you see on the hardwood, whatever you see in the ballpark in front of all these players, this is something they've been working on for a very long time. It's physically, mentally, psychologically. But like you said, once you get in tune with who you are and what you represent... yeah and then you're reminded that God has given you a specific gift, a specific ability that not everybody has that makes you stand out. And it also reminds you just how much you are loved, not just for the people that support you, mm-hmm. but for every every tool and every resource that he's provided you with. I'm, I'm honest with you, when I saw that video, I was like, he, he found a gym. Yeah. He found a facility. And I was like, this, and it's getting, and I know you said, I'm not there yet, but I, As people on the outside, you're getting closer and closer and closer. And I believe soon enough, you're going to have people working for you. I'm speaking this into existence. You're going to have people working for you that are systematic to what you do. Right. And they're going to be fulfilling roles and doing things based off a structure that you created. And the reason why this means so much to me as somebody on the outside is that you're taking time to remind kids you start here. I know you want to do all of this, but this is what's important. Yep. And um, as a as a basketball fan since maybe want to say the mid nineties, I missed out on a lot. But I didn't I didn't actually grow up watching basketball. Like I didn't really get into it until <laughs> Kobe came out. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard about MJ, and I'm like, man, whatever, because it's all this hype about him, but. And Michael Jordan was the way that he was because he was he was obsessive, but in a good way, in a healthy way when it came to his game. Because you knew you had to put in the work
1: to, to do to well. It. And I, I, it's tough for me sometimes. Like you, when you maybe say in the, in a good way, I don't know that all athletes have a balance. Like I have yeah. professional players who who may not know what they're gonna do besides basketball. And I try to, to find that balance in them, mm-hmm. that basketball basketball's not life. I have kids, like high school who just love this game and yeah. are obsessed. But I tell them, and what I found out later in life, after my college career um, came to an end, uh, if you put all your eggs in this basket, or uh, called basketball, you're gonna you're gonna be left brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. You need something else. Um, so it's true. But balance, man, my wife and I love love some uh, work-life balance. Sometimes It's not every week, by mm. no means. Some weeks are 50, 60 hours, because it's what oh. you got to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but the next week might be 30 or 20. Um, mm. To counter that, to spend time with them. Um, he made a point, just going back, I cannot remember it, Calvin. I'm going to have to interject, because you make some great points. Uh, let <laughs> you keep going, I forget what
0: you, <laughs> what you said. But you I, can continue. I, oh, yeah. Um five minutes um, due to the time oh this this really sucks no don't feel a rush bro we can do a part two <laughs> I'm, I'm down man oh cool um, well um, to end this session um, I will ask you this because I, I consider you somewhat of a guru when it comes to explaining <laughs> <laughs> what makes athletes basketball athletes certain athletes as good as they are okay. why do you categorize them and you remember you told me your list of yeah. your five favorite players. What was it again? Ooh, I,
1: God, I got a terrible memory, bro. <laughs> put me on the spot. I will say this. My favorite player is Chris Paul. Chris Chris Paul. For so many for so many reasons. Um, yeah, Chris Paul's my number one guy though. So there's LeBron James is up there. There's is a list. Dwayne Wade. I can I can put those on the list, but I cannot remember beyond
0: that. But I remember you telling me that the list that you created was that the players were able to play as well as they did, but they also created room for their teammates to utilize their personal skills. Right. And I remember one, there was one center that you didn't use, and I was like, really? Huh. Um, I forgot who it was. But I know it it wasn't Kobe. It wasn't Kobe on there. And you started explaining why, and I was like, you know, I understand that yeah and um, but the maturity, and it's not just in the game, it's yeah. just as a man, right, the maturity. And that's what I started learning as I got older. But it wasn't just a game. it was how you handled your life. Yeah. How did you represent yourself as a man. Right. And seeing that through what you're doing now and what you're providing this community, because a lot of these kids need this, because I do see a lot of kids that come to gym. Dressed and just feel like this, this is it, right? Like you said, like this is going to be the epitome of my success, right? And you tell them, if you work hard, you can master your skills. But I hope you keep in mind the realistic aspect of yeah. the world. Like, say, for instance, you get married, how are you gonna provide for your family? Yeah, you have a child, and I try to make that a, a, a point where you.
1: For me, okay. So if we go back to that why and why, why persevering through some things mm-hmm. in this last few minutes, uh, I get to have a direct impact impact in people's lives. That's why I quit a promising career in marketing. It's why I turned down a job that was twice my salary. Uh, and oh. it, yeah, it was the same two weeks I decided to put my two week notice in, um, and I had to decide that I want to do something that I felt I might change lives or I might change my bank account. Yeah. Um, and I, I chose the former. So um, for me, the game, you hear say game is like 90% mental, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, though, a lot of coaches don't teach you about the mental side. They don't tell you how to become more confident. They don't tell you how to persevere, what it looks like to be motivated. And that's partially um, where I come in as a trainer and, and hope to differentiate myself and have a in- bigger impact on my kids is giving them techniques to battle the doubt that they feel each and every day or every time they step on the court or specific times, whenever that is, mm-hmm. so they can be um, that husband or that wife, that mother or that father, um, young men or young women, um, to come in at full circle. So there's the skills, but then there's your mind. And I want to I want to hone your mind. I want you to learn how to master your own mind. And we're going to use this this tool called basketball to do that. And I my hope is that I'm not the one chiseling that they're chiseling they're developing themselves I'm just a guide or, or, or I'm you know the easiest one is Yoda I'm not Luke I'm not the star of the show you're the star let's see uh, what your story looks like at the end at the end of it and uh that's kind of my hope for the game and why I love certain players namely
0: Chris Paul LeBron b Wade. <laughs> yeah uh, they exemplify that with their games in my opinion yeah well um Again, he he mentioned it. I didn't, though it will be a part two. I'm glad you were open to that.
1: You're fam. man.
0: Absolutely. Because I really want to explore this. Yeah. Explore this as much as possible. Um, This was, again, um, part one of our session. Uh, Depending on our schedules, we'll see what happens in the future. But uh, y'all probably can't hear, but they're pretty much kicking us out. So I'm going to go ahead and end this. Uh, This is episode five, part one. (laughs) and um, you all have a good one